chair staff is ready when you are. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to the Wednesday, December 7th, 2022 Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission meeting. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Present. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? Is currently absent. Commissioner Hernandez-Santana? Is currently absent. Commissioner Neal? Is currently absent. Commissioner Williams? Present. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Present. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Present. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you. This meeting is virtual via Zoom for members of the public who wish to join. Please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you are online, click on raise hand on the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. And if you are calling by phone, raise your hand by dialing star nine, then unmute or mute by dialing star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. And it looks like Mr. Santana has joined us if you would let him in, thank you. Um, you will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Um, I will start with the land acknowledgement. Please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisinan people, the Southern Maidu Valley Plains, Miwok, Putwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'll ask Mr. Santana if he'll lead us in the pledge as this is his last meeting with the DAC. Thank you, I'll gladly. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Our first um, business today is approval of the consent calendar. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for the consent calendar. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish, wish to speak on this item? Seeing no hands, I will entertain a motion and a second for the consent calendar. So moved, McMillan. Seconded, Kennedy. Thank you. So we have a motion by Vice Chair McMillan and second by Commissioner Kennedy to approve the consent calendar. Um, clerk, will you please take the roll vote? 
Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley is currently absent. Commissioner Hernandez-Santana? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Neal is currently absent. Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair on Boyd? Aye. Thank you, motion passes. Thank you, we will now proceed to the discussion calendar. Uh, calendar. Um, item number three is the ADA rights of way implementation plan for fiscal year 2022-23 prospective plan for accessibility improvements in the public rights of way. Is there a staff presentation? Uh, yes, I do have one and I will share my, try to share my screen. So um, are you seeing the presentation? Not yet. How about now? <laughs> not yet? I'm not seeing it. Uh -huh. Sorry, I'm new. I haven't had a presentation in Zoom yet. Um, you are not a co-host, so uh, clerk, do we need to change that so she no, can present? She's still allowed okay. to share her screen. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Let's try this again. Sicilin, I'm sorry, you can correct me if I didn't say your name correctly. If you want to, you can send it over to me by email, and I'm happy to share it for you. Oh, okay, great. Sorry about this. And who do I send it to? I'm sorry. You can send it to abaallen at cityofsacramento.org.
Okay, I sent over the PowerPoint as well as a um, PDF. Thank you. I have not received it as of yet, but as soon as I receive it, I am more than happy to share it. Thank you. We'll just give it one more minute. If um, the clerk hasn't received it by then, we'll move to the next item on the agenda and then come back to this one, if that's okay with Okay, thank here. you. Thanks. Any luck, clerk? Chair, I have not received the PowerPoint. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next item while we wait for that to hopefully come through. Item number four is the policy update on the employee handbook. Um, is there a staff presentation? Good evening, everyone. Um, my name is Marianne. I'm the employee of City of Sacramento with the Labor Relations Unit. Um, in our last meeting, I had provided the committee <clears throat> with the um, City of Sacramento employee um, handbook policy, which is up for revision. Um, and I had sought some feedback regarding readability, um, adaptability, <clears throat> and uh, policy input from you guys. And uh, just wanted to see if you have any updates for me. Thank you. Um, Clerk, do we have any hands raised on this item from the public? Thank you, Chair. We, I do not see any hands raised for this item. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Are there any members of the commission who have um, feedback for um, our presenter today on this item? Starting with uh, Vice Chair McMillan. Okay, thank you. And um, thank you for giving us the opportunity to read the handbook. Um, so two comments that are not related to my responsibility here as a commissioner on this. It's nice to get it updated. It is seven years old and it does refer to our city as being 400,000 residents and we're over 520 now. So update that. No, but um, I'm, I was glad to see the language in there about, um, you know, that, that addressed um, diversity inclusiveness. So that's the standard language. Good. And this is in a print copy. If this is a print copy, I just wanted to point out that um, I'm happy to see it's in a font that's ADA friendly, the Redana font. So um, we'll keep an eye on that because they come out sometimes with different recommendations on the font on the print word. Um, of course, again, if it's accessed online, we still have the issues with um, the uh, the friendliness of your of the internal website. So, and I know we have presentations on that, and we have active projects going on that. But thank you for the opportunity to read it. And uh, I, you know, other than there's nothing good. I'm 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 glad, and I I was, and I think it's friendly to read. So thank you. It's a good it's a good start. Thank you, Mr. McMillan, um, <clears throat> and to the rest of the uh, DAC committee. Uh, please continue to look over the policy. Um, we will not be pushing forward the policy for at least another couple of months. I want to give you ample opportunity to really get into the nitty gritty of the facts if you need to. 
and provide any additional feedback. Um, so until next time, unless you have any further questions, that's all I have for you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, we just got it last week and I will be honest, I didn't have an opportunity to read it myself, um, but I will make a point of doing so. And if you want to circle back through staff to us um, to see if we have any additional comments and or um, would like to invite you back um, at that time before you move forward, we'd really appreciate it. I'd be happy to do that, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, commissioners, let's go back to item number three, um, the ADA implementation plan. Uh, do we have that presentation now, Clerk? Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Fantastic. Great, thank you so much. Um, sorry for my uh, technical difficulties. Um, but thank you, Madam Chair and members of the Disabilities Advisory Commission for the opportunity to present the uh, fiscal year 2022-23 perspective plan. Uh, my name is Cecilyn Foote and I'm an associate civil engineer in the public works department. Um, next slide. Um, for the background, uh, the city of Sacramento settled the Barton versus city of Sacramento lawsuit on January 1st, 2004. Under the terms of the settle settlement agreement, the city is obligated to expend an amount equal to 20% of its annual transportation funds on accessibility improvements. This annual obligation is in place for the duration of the 30-year settlement. Um, the annual perspective plan identifies how the city proposes to meet this annual obligation. Um, so the programs and capital improvement projects that are included in this plan um, have accessibility improvements that are anticipated to be in the construction phase uh, for this year. Uh, some of these projects have already been presented to this commission um, or will be presented in the coming months. Uh, next slide. The city's estimated FY 22-23 annual obligation is approximately $6,452,800, which is 20% of the estimated overall transportation budget for the year. Uh, the, uh, the prospective plan proposes to expend $7,694,500 on several program areas. So we anticipate going over the annual obligation this year. And just to note that this estimated amount summarizes what we will be, uh, it what will be expended in accessibility improvements in the public right of way and not the overall project costs. Uh, next slide. So um, this, this is the perspective plan it is divided into several program areas. Um, and I will go over the different the differences in the program areas shortly. Uh, but we've estimated the budget or amounts that will be expended on accessibility improvements for each program area. So the first being curb ramps, detectable warning tiles and sidewalk, uh, estimated at about 2.1 million. Um, the citizen requests, which has a budget of 190,000. 
uh, transportation division accessibility improvements uh, budgeted at 35,000. Uh, 2023 audible signals uh, budgeted at 450,000. And um, accessibility features within other capital improvement projects, um, which is about, which is estimated at about 4.8 million, which brings us to the total estimate of uh, 7,694,500. Uh, next slide. So the first, uh, the curb ramps, detectable warning tiles and sidewalk. Uh, this program area includes work that will be done by the city's maintenance crews to construct curb ramps, detectable warning tiles, barrier removals, and other accessibility work uh, associated with street overlays, sidewalk repairs, and um, drain inlet upgrades. Um, so we are estimating this to be up to 74 uh, curb ramps. The next program area is citizen requests. And this includes work to address requests from citizens that are related to curb ramps, truncated domes, crosswalks, audible signals, and other barrier eliminations along class members' daily path of travel. Um, and this uh, estimate is up to 17 uh, curb ramps with the current budget. Third, we have the Transportation Div Division Accessibility Improvements. And this program area includes work to construct curb ramps in support of crosswalk installations, accessibility work uh, within pedestrian islands, or other accessibility work in support of improvements initiated by our transportation division. Uh, next slide. Okay, here we have the 2023 audible signals. Uh, this program area is specific to this year um, in response to citizens' requests. Uh, budget was identified to provide improved accessibility at six signalized intersections along Alhambra Boulevard between K Street and Q Street by installing audible signals. So at, um, at existing traffic signals that have pedestrian push buttons, they will be replaced by uh, accessible pedestrian system push buttons. Um, and at traffic signals that do not have push buttons, they will also be receiving the new uh, APS push buttons. And you can see here on the map, um, the locations. Okay, next slide. <clears throat> okay, the last program area includes the capital improvement projects that will be constructing accessibility improvements as part of, of their scope of work. We've identified seven projects that should be in the construction phase this year. And we estimated the cost that will be expended on accessibility improvements for each. Um, I will highlight each, pro, each project um, in the coming slides, but the total estimated amount between the seven projects is uh, seven million six hundred and ninety-four thousand five hundred. Actually, that is incorrect. That should be four thousand eight hundred and thirty-nine thousand five hundred. I apologize for that. Okay, next slide. 
the um first we have the del paso boulevard road diet this is located as you can see on the location map on del paso boulevard between marysville boulevard and o'farrell drive um the purpose of this project is to improve safety and mobility um, and reduce the number of travel lanes. Um, and the accessibility improvements related to this project are uh, the construction of uh, ADA compliant curb ramps. Next slide. Next, we have Bell Avenue Complete Street. Um, this project um, will will improve pedestrian, bicycle, and vehicular safety along the corridor, as well as rehabilitate the pavement. Um, the accessibility improvements associated with this project are the construction of uh, sidewalk and curb ramps, uh, placement of truncated domes, and the installation of pedestrian displays and push buttons. Uh, next slide. Uh, we have the HSIP-8 Florin Road Signal Improvements Program Project, um, and HSIP stands for Highway Safety Improvements. Uh, this is a federal program uh, where we received uh, funding uh, to do safety improvements. And uh, as you can see on the map, this this project is located on Florin Road at several intersections between Greenhaven Drive and Luther Drive. Um, we'll be doing some signal, in signal, signal improvements. And as part of that, we will also be uh, constructing sidewalk, curb and gutter, and curb ramps. We'll be placing truncated domes and installing some uh, marked crosswalks. Uh, next slide. Um, this is uh, uh, also on Florin Road. It was the next cycle of the uh, safety program. Um, for this project, we are we have two locations on Florin Road. We have the block between Southland Park Drive and Freeport Boulevard, and the block between Tamashanter Way and 24th Street. Um, the purpose of this project is to improve safety, so we are going to be installing uh, pedestrian signals mid-block, and as part of that, we'll be constructing sidewalk, curb and gutter, and curb ramps. We'll be placing truncated domes and installing uh, new pedestrian signals with marked crosswalks. Uh, next slide. Um, we will also be, uh, this is the Ninos Parkway phase two project. Um, the purpose of this project is to uh, complete the multi-use trail system and connecting the neighborhoods. So this was a piece that was missing in the trail system. Um, so we'll be constructing the trail and at San Juan Road, we will be um, installing curb ramps and a pedestrian signal and a marked crosswalk. Um, next slide. Uh, we have um, 34th Street Rehabilitation. Um, this is a I believe this project has been presented to you. Um, the purpose is to rehabilitate the pavement, but we will also be improving accessibility along, along the way. So we'll be constructing sidewalk, curb and gutter, curb ramps, truncated domes, um, and installing pedestrian signals and marked crosswalks. 
in the next slide. And this is the last project, um, similar to the previous one, I believe it was presented to you uh, a few months ago. It's West Del Camino Avenue Rehabilitation. Um, is, this project will also be re rehabilitating pavement and improving accessibility. And we'll be constructing sidewalk, curb and gutter, curb ramps, placing truncated domes and installing uh, marked crosswalks. Uh, next slide. So um, we'll be taking the, um, the perspective plan uh, to council in January for approval. So um, are there any questions or any feedback? Before we open the floor to the commissioners, Clerk, are there any um, hands raised for this item from the public? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for this item. Okay. Um, it does look like maybe there is. Thank you. Just one moment, Mr. Peter, I'm gonna give you the ability to speak. Good evening, Madam Chair, members of the commission. My name is Peter Mendoza, I'm a community program Specialist for the State Council on Development on Disability, Sacramento Regional Office. Just a couple of questions. Um, is there a way for the public to provide input to the suggested accessibility improvements before it goes to council? So, is a draft document published, and is there a way for individuals to provide input to the city? And my second question is, if I notice, are there are times I notice uh, access code violations that I want to send pictures to the city, like for example, with curb cuts that aren't the code, and I want to send a picture to the city, who could I send that to? It's not clear. And when I called 311, they didn't know. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I do not have any other speakers with their hands raised for this item. Thank you, Mr. Mendoza. Um, Ms. Foote, did you want to address the first question? Is there an opportunity for public input? My understanding is that several of these projects have already been complete, started and or completed at this point. Correct. Um, these are projects that have been in the works um, in the last few years, um, and they represent uh, they represent work that we are doing to meet the annual obligations. So these have all been planned, and they are ready to go to construction. Um, so there's not really an opportunity uh, to add another project because these are all projects that have been approved by City Council um, and are ready to go to construction this year. So that wasn't the question from the member of the public. The question was, is there an opportunity for the public to provide input on the projects that are included in the prospective plan? And it does seem like the answer is no, because this plan comes to us when it's already actually been implemented. So, uh, and it's going to 
counsel, correct? Correct. And Mr. Mendoza, I will uh, speak to your second question, code violations. Um, it is unfortunate that 311 was unable to help you. That is something that we have advocated for the 311 app, um, that they include ADA um, violations um, or ADA concerns on their app or training to staff. Um, alternatively, there is um, a section on our web, on the city's website that allows you to submit concerns, um, and I do believe that goes directly to the DAC's current staff, Mr. Werner. Um, so if you'd like, I can provide you um, a link to that page. I have your email. Are there any other commissioners who have comments or questions about the prospective uh, plan? Vice Chair McMillan. Thank you, and thanks for the presentation. I, I do have a few questions. Um, and one of them was related to the citizens' request. How do citizens do requests? And my, my question was, I had written down here, is it 311? So I don't know. Um, and I, I, I guess we don't know that answer. But my second part to that comment would be, would it be a, when we find out how they do it, is there an opportunity for this commission to see what our, our citizens are requesting? Just for our awareness to see what's out there in our community. We are trying to represent these folks a little bit and it would be interesting for us to know what people are asking. Yes, the uh, citizen requests go to um, Josh Warner. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I believe 311 probably direct um, citizens over to Josh as well. Um, so he, he uh, speaks to the folks and sometimes goes out and meets with them to see what the issues are. And so the budget, this budget that we have for citizens requests um, is for doing improvements to address uh, those requests that come directly to Josh. Okay, thank you. And it'd be nice, Josh, if, just to put that on our list one day as, as just, just for interest sake, I think uh, for us to see what those were, I know I would be interested in them. Um, second question I have, I'm going back on this again. I think I had this last year. We have it 7.694, million dollar budget here, um, working on projects that are already in progress. A few things. I would like to know what's in progress. It would, it would be it would be nice to know which are in progress and which are yet to be done. But I'm still confused how projects get approved when the budget has not yet been approved. We already started on projects and yet you're saying you're gonna present the budget to council for approval in January or February. How did we ever get started on the project without council approval? I guess it's just a process thing I don't understand and I don't need to, it just... I, so I know there's a lot of confusion about the perspective plan. Um, so basically in the perspective plan, we are um, 
identifying how we propose to meet our annual obligation. Yep. And um, we do have the program areas where we have budgets such as citizen requests, um, where we have budgets set aside for the year to address um, those things that come up. But the other, the capital improvement projects, um, that is not budget, that is money that we have for those projects. And um, they are approved by council um, before we get started on them. Um, it's not budget that can be used for, for other purposes. We just take account for what we, what accessibility improvements we do. And so that we add those up and that meets our obligation. Yep. So, so there's, there's not really a way to approve these, um, this, the capital improvement projects, which, which accounts for a bulk of the, uh, yeah. what we list in the perspective plan. So, so in the perspective plan, we've asked for, for 7.6. There is a chance that they could unapprove, not approve some of that, but they, they have to approve at least 6.4. Is that the way I, I can read this? Um, no, the, 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 um, the capital improvement projects are projects that we were going to do. They are approved by council. Um, before we get started and they have budgets approved. Um, and it, when we do these projects, we, we do make sure to put in all the accessibility improvements that we can. And so, so we, so th that's how we account for that budget, but we have the program areas, um, like for street maintenance, for citizens requests. Um, and now we have some set aside for audible signals. And though that is approved budget. Okay. And one last question, I promise one last question. Mm -hmm. If the project takes over a fiscal year, do the funds get taken away from the next year budget or are they all carried over so that it doesn't count against next year's 20% obligation? No, these are, these are all uh, approved budgets. Nothing gets taken away. These are all projects that are going to construction. Um, so the money won't be lost. Even if it gets spent in another fiscal year is my question. Yeah, so the, okay. in, the pr perspective plan is an estimate. It's not, uh, it's not set in stone that this is what is going to get constructed because even the amounts are estimates. We don't know until we go to construction yeah. and we have the final estimates on what we expend. Um, so we won't know until then exactly how much we spend. Okay. So well, the perspective plan is just an estimate on how we think we are going to meet the annual obligation. Okay. Well, thank you for your presentation and thank you for answering my questions. I think I'm going to ask in future meetings for a follow-up log to see how we actually go against the perspective plan, just to have a running total to see how we did spend that 7.6 if we did for future years. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Commissioner Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, this presentation 
start off with a reference to the Barden Settlement. Our commission exists as a result of the Barden Settlement. One of the main goals of our commission is to offer feedback, offer guidance on this plan. Yet here we are being given a plan and being told that, you know, this is how it is. Please rubber stamp it. We're very lucky this evening to have Mr. Hicks with us. Mr. Hicks, who is actually one of the councils involved with the Barter Settlement. Uh, Mr. Hicks, could you help us better understand what our role should be? Perhaps when our commission was created specifically to offer feedback on this plan, these, this money being allocated this evening, was not the intention of our commission to perhaps offer feedback ahead of time and not just rubber stamp things? Yeah, I, this is kind of difficult and um, <clears throat> because I think what one question I, I would have, and I don't know the answer to this, is how these how we go about the process of determining the project for the perspective plan. And some of these just happen over the year, like the citizen requests, right? Those come in and we count those up and say, OK, that's part of our that, that's how we're satisfying Barden. Some of the CIP things, they take forever. I mean, these projects start off, you know, a, a CIP, a capital improvement project is created. And help me out here, Cecilyn, because you're more familiar with the, this than I am. And um, those projects, to the extent they involve um, accessibility improvements, should come to the DAC at a, at a time when the, when the commission can meaningful, meaningfully make some recommendations, some suggestions to them. Um, so those projects should come to the DAC. And I, as, as Cecilyn mentioned, a couple of them did. Um, when it reaches the point of the perspective plan, I think all we're doing as a city is saying, hey, we're picking and choosing what this and how we're gonna satisfy the transportation, the 20% transportation fund of Barden. So, um, you know, I've talked to Cecilyn about this and it, it's, it's difficult because of the time period. Um, you know, we, the, those projects, the CIP should come to you before the, the perspective plan, but the perspective plan itself is just a means of showing you get, showing the commission, here's, here are the projects we've, we've selected to satisfy the 20%. Does that make sense? Yes, but uh, perhaps maybe our role as commissioners, like for instance, months ago, uh, I made a request, corresponding with the Justin Luna with the city, as well as uh, Mr. Warner, who is a part of the conversation as well. Nearby where I live, my brother cannot take Salton Sea onto the, the Sacramento or the Pocket Canal Parkway because there's a light pole in the way between the sidewalk and the actual canal. If you wanted to get onto the canal, you have to literally go out into the street. And if a car is parked in a certain area, you literally have to go into the middle of the street. So as a citizen and also a commissioner, you know, I feel as though my role is to make the city aware of such things and to hopefully have my impact, my feedback, my very important feedback included in any sort of perspective plan. Do, do we as commissioners, or do we just kind of fall under the citizen request or aren't we supposed to kind of be the ones with our kind of eyes and ears on the ground, like seeing what's happening, hearing feedback from, from the city and that being part of the plan? Was that the goal of our commission? No, absolutely, you should be doing that. Um, I, I think uh, Commissioner McMillan's request to see, you know, hey, what's going on with these citizen requests? 
Um, and I know historically we've done that. That's one of the top priorities. You know, when you talk about Barden and you look through the settlement agreement, citizen request is at the very top. Um, I don't know specifically how we do that. I know we have done it. Obviously, the citizen requests come through. Um, if there's a if there's a glitch with three one one, we should certainly fix that. Um, I think that's a, a good um, input place for folks to make those requests. But if we need to talk to three one one and say, hey, you need to take the uh, the uh, accessibility complaints and refer them to Josh or whoever, um, and then uh, make you know make the commission aware. You can do that as an agenda item. Here's what here's our current list of of citizen requests. Here's what we're working on. No, that's absolutely within your purview. Thank you. And also I wanna add, um, I know a couple of the projects um, have been presented to the commission and I know our um, division as a, um, as a practice moving forward in recent months, we will be bringing projects um, to this commission earlier on in the process um, when we're in design. So that's a practice that we, that um, we are undertaking now. You know, Cecilyn, it might be helpful. Maybe you could take the commission, just give an example of the process for bringing a capital improvement project forward. Just, you know, what what are the steps? Um, well, first, if we uh, have a, we identify a project, um, come up with a preliminary estimate and then we have to pursue grant funding because um, we don't have enough local funds for to do many of these projects. Um, so then you have to get into the grant cycle. You have to do the applications, um, you know, and then hopefully you score high enough that you get awarded a grant. And then there's the process of authorizing funds to do the, the uh, design, going through the design process environmental um, and any issues that come up and that probably would be that would be a time um, to bring a project to the DAC um, and then authorizing the construction funds if you if you received construction funds as well um, um, getting that authorized and then um, advertising the project and awarding that project to a contractor going to construction so these projects take several years. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to pick a to put a project on the perspective plan when it's in design because you don't know what construction season you're going to end up in. Um, so that's why we put the plan together and we choose the projects. Um, that are going to construction in the year and um, are doing are and are constructing some um, accessibility improvements. So um, that's so, why it seems like you're not hearing about it. But uh, as I said, we're we're conscious of that and and we are um, making more of an effort to come bring projects to you um, more in the beginning stages. Um. Commissioner Crowley, before I call on Vice Chair McMillan again, did you have a question? Your hand has been raised a couple of times. Uh, no, thank you. I'll make my comments um, during commissioner comments at the end. Thank you for okay. the presentation. You're welcome. Vice Chair McMillan. 
Uh, thanks, Ken. I just want to make this comment um, more from my understanding and my fellow commissioners. You know, I, I look at these projects too, and I see, um, you know, two $2 million of that for the, for the Ninos Parkway. And I go, I don't even know what that is. But, you know, as our, our job of the commission is not to decide the projects, right? There's other commissions and other people better off than us who know more to do that. Our job is when they are decided to give any feedback or advice that we can give. So, so I don't have a problem with not being early on because I don't know what project, I don't know how many people live in that area and again, a benefit from that. That's not my job, that's city planning, that's something else. But, but to my fellow commissioners, um, when we see citizen requests and the example that Will gave, um, it's kind of sad to see that there's only $190,000 for citizen requests. That's so such a small portion. So maybe our job is to get our citizens more. So it'd be like, we'd like to see the list. If there's $2 million worth of requests from our citizens and they're only getting 190, that's one thing. If they're only asking for 190, you know, we need to be more vocal or more helpful with our citizens so they can help drive where these projects go, if you see what I mean. Uh, that's my comment. Thank you. All right. So my turn. <laughs> um, thank you, Cecilyn, for your uh, report. I appreciate your comment that um, staff is aware of the timing of projects coming to us for um, feedback. Um, I think to both Commissioner uh, Kennedy's and Vice Chair McMillan's points, um, we as a commission want to feel that our input is meaningful at the time that it's provided. and. Um, your reference to the, uh, this process taking several years <clears throat> to bring forth a project, I, I see then there's lots of opportunity to engage our commission during that process with, of course, the understanding that um, at that at that point, until shovels are hit the ground, projects are probably fluid in terms of you know, resources, funding, um, and uh, dependent on public input. And um, coming before the DAC is also hopefully an opportunity for other members of the public to engage in the process as well and give you feedback that um, is in addition to whatever our commissioners might provide you. So um, I know that Vice Chair McMillan and, and uh, Commissioner Kennedy have been advocates, long advocates of the prospective plan coming before us sooner. But I think what you're telling us is that um, pieces of the plan will be coming to us sooner so that when we are sitting here approving or reviewing your, uh, your plan, we've already seen a lot of these projects. Um, but not literally right before they, they start, which I believe a couple of the ones that you referenced, um, work was going to start within a matter of, of days of the presentation to the DAC. And so it seemed disingenuous to me to have them presented to us at that juncture. I mean, I could say stuff, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> from a design perspective, 
it would be a challenge to add something or, or you know, at that point, right, um, when it's already been contracted, et cetera. So thank you very much. Um, the citizen requests, I do um, agree with my um, fellow commissioners. It would be great to hear about those throughout the year. And so I make a request of staff that citizen requests for ADA um, improvements be added to our follow-up log. Um, that is um, a, definitely a, a great way for us to keep our finger on the pulse for what kind of demands Public Works is hearing from the public in regards to access. Um, let's see, and can you tell me a little bit about the accessibility features around the Ninos Parkway multi-use trail? That has not been presented to us. Okay. Um that's a trail that will be, I believe it is connecting, uh, or it's a gap in the trail system. Um, and so it'll be connecting to neighborhoods. Um, and at San, I believe it's San Juan Road, there will be a um, pedestrian signal installed along with curb ramps and um, a marked crosswalk. Okay. And is that does that connect to the the if I if I'm visioning it correctly, does that connect to the new installment on West El Camino? Is that a piece of that as well? Or is that a separate um, crossing area? Um, I believe that's separate. Okay. So you do mention the audible signals and that being an addition to um, this year's plan. Mm -hmm. um, it is my understanding that audible signals are not monitored or on a regular maintenance schedule in terms of their functionality. And it is dependent on the public that um, to report when they don't work. Um, I would just like to put, a, put forth that perhaps part of the prospective plan budget could be implementing a, um, a monitoring and maintenance plan for audible signals. It is great to add them. It serves no purpose if nobody knows when they're not working. I mean, you're, you know, we've had some up here in North Matomas that haven't been working for a very long time. And um, I, you know, I don't know how you can implement a tool to help the um, disabled community without a plan to maintain it. So that is just my comment in regards to that item. Okay. Any other comments or questions for our presenter on this item? And I am just, Okay, yes, this is just to provide feedback so no vote is required. We'll hope that your report to City Council, even though it's probably a consent item, reflects the um, feedback that you received from the commission. Okay, thank you. Thank you, have a good evening. You too. Next item on our agenda is the Tim Haley Award nominations. Um, is there a 
staff presentation. Uh, yes, there is. I can get that started. Give me a second here. <clears throat> Let me share my screen. Okay, can we see that? Let me get it bigger. <clears throat> All right, are we able to see the Kim Haley nominations? Well, I can yeah, see it better before than I can now. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Let me yeah. see it. Um, like this, okay? Can everybody see it? Yes. See it good. Okay. All right. So, um, just a quick introduction. Um, these are the Tim Haley Award nominations. Again, the Tim Haley Award is presented by the Sac Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission. Uh, the Tim Haley Award is meant to recognize community members who go above and beyond to help support Sacramento's disability community. The award is selected based on the following criteria. The person must live in the city of Sacramento. The person has not received the award already. And city employees and contractors are also eligible to receive the award if the award committee determines they have provided service above and beyond their typical duties in support of the city community. So with that, um, I would maybe like to introduce our, or let our commissioners introduce their nominee. Um, I see Commissioner Neal is not here, so I can start with the first one. I, I know her nominee, if you want me to. Yeah, sure. I, if you'd like to provide that, sure. go ahead, sure. So I'll, um, Dr. Morgan, um, I'll just read what's on here. Um, is an example of what a true advocate is. She founded and facilitated the Sankofa Family um, Support Group, started in 20, 2015 to present support parents who care for Black neurodiverse family members, which is sponsored by the University of California Davis Mind Institute. This is where Commissioner Neal had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Morgan and started her own advocacy journey. Dr. Morgan is responsible for making parents and caregivers feel like their voice matters through participating with papers she has published and modules she has created to bring awareness of the unique needs Black caregivers of neurodiverse family members have. Dr. Morgan has a long list of accomplishments, but the main reason she is Commissioner Neal's choice for this award is she is humble, she is accessible, she is a leader, and her title and her work speaks volumes to who she really is. Dr. Morgan has non-wavering commitment to her community and Commissioner Neal wrote that she is honored to know her and grateful that she had the opportunity to witness what a true leader in this field looks like in Dr. Morgan. As Dr. Morgan, I believe if she is not currently a board member of the Warmline Family Resource Center is definitely a past board member of the family, Warmline Family Resource Center, which is also uh, a parent-to-parent -parent support um, network within Sacramento's uh, region. And I would um, concur with everything that Commissioner Neal submit, submitted. Commissioner Kennedy, do you want to uh, introduce sure. your nominee? Thank you very much. 
Uh, I nominated uh, David Bain. David Bain has done an extraordinary job as the executive director of NAMI Sacramento. Through Mr. Bain's leadership, NAMI Sacramento has helped support our neighbors who face lifelong mental illness or are new to learning how to cope with anxiety, stress, and depression. Through COVID-19 crisis, Mr. Bain helped neighbors connect with local mental health resources and ways to stay social without being socially distant. Thank you. Thank you. My nominee is Sadi Ray, who lives in the Natomas community and is an advocate for youth of all abilities. She currently serves as director of a top soccer program. She started at the Natomas Football Academy. The program is for those ages 4 to 21 with disabilities who want to play soccer. Sadi has recruited students from the neighborhood high schools to be volunteer buddies to the participants and her efforts are inspired by her um, child who is on the autism spectrum. Commissioner Crowley. Thank you. I nominated Megan Engel. Megan is 18 years old. Um, she's raised within the Sacramento area. She's off at college right now, but will be returning for the winter break. And it's my pleasure to nominate her not only for her leadership and her activism, but truly her vision for as young as she is, what she did in the, during the pandemic and particularly last year was she was able to facilitate, organize uh, an inclusive 5K fun run and engaged Joan, uh, Johnny and friends along, Joni and friends along with American Heritage Girl and the different, um, the different uh, organizations within Sacramento to not only bring awareness, but to have a recurrent plan and presence. And what I came to find out from the uh, Northern California region of Johnny and Friends is that they have been wanting to do this sort of event, but just there wasn't that community engagement and, and interest. And there might have been other sorts of projects, but what was nice is that by involving the leadership skills that Megan brought to the project, she was able to create a plan for a continued event and is now mentoring others to take on that leadership role. Uh, the next walk and roll is going to be uh, in May of this upcoming year, and it's my pleasure to nominate Megan for this honor. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Crowley. Um, you had a second nominee? Yes, I did. So Dr. Dr. Lauren Morales is um, a board certified, du dual credentialed and board certified as an, an opt optometric physician. But in addition to that, she started her career uh, in the field of visual impairment as a vision therapist prior to going to um, optometry school. So I nominated her for her characteristics of service and dedication uh, for the visually impaired community, particularly children and adults. Uh, she uh, is the founder and works for Capital City Vision Therapy. And there is a huge gap that Dr. Morales is fulfilling. And it's, and it's going to provide the Sacramento, Sacramento City proper and the area in general a great uh, resource and um the ability to help those who are visually impaired not have to be referred out of their community. 
And for that reason, I'm very excited to nominate Dr. Morales. She has turned uh, to the local school districts who otherwise did not have inclusive options. They would pull students out and uh, they would be limited to only the academic, uh, academic uh, tutorials that were the previous model. And she brings a lot of uh, innovation and current research-based practices for those in the, who are visually impaired. And uh, not only at the younger age, but to help implement uh, within adults as they grow into either their, uh, their work life or if they're new in their adulthood to any sort of visual impairment. Uh, so she is uh, also new to the area, meaning she's been in Sacramento, uh, if I'm not mistaken, for less than five years and to have such a great impact on our uh, constituents, it's a pleasure to recommend her for the Tim Haley Award. Thank you. And thank you, Commissioner Williams. Good evening, fellow commissioners. Um, I nominated Carl Gale. Um, it seems so brief uh, as I'm seeing it written compared to everybody else's. Um, but just a quick background. Um, I was introduced to Carl about 20 years ago, um, getting into access leisure. Um, and this young man, uh, talk about six degrees of separation, um, was introduced in college to um, my supervisor, um, as we know, Phil Sinclair, who was honored last year. Um, so he, he has overall over 30 years of, of experience in the recreation world, um, working with the disability community. Um, but he originally started with teen program. Um, and when teen program ended in 2004 in the Natomas area, um, he decided to kind of feel a need um, for recreation and after school activity um, from a lot of those families who needed it. Um, so he discovered um, and founded Discovery All-Stars, which is a recreation um, team that does participate in local programs and activities here in Sacramento. Um, and I really wanted to honor him. It's, it's been a long time. Um, we crossed several paths in the recreation world. Um, but basically I wrote that he has worked in serving the disability community for over 30 years in recreation and is the founder and coach for the Discovery All-Stars. This is a sports team of individuals with intellectual and or physical disabilities located here in Sacramento. So I'm very honored um, to nominate him. Thank you. Mr. Warner, we received a nomination um, after the deadline from Commissioner Santana. Is it possible that that be uh, shared verbally tonight? Uh, of course. Uh, are Wait, you asking on. me? I'm, no, I'm asking on. Mr. Warner first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see any problem with that. Okay, great. Thank uh, you, Mr. Santana. Sorry, your uh, nomination wasn't included in the um, presentation, but if you want to share your uh, information about Kenya Martinez. Okay, of course. Yeah. So I first met Kenya and became aware of her uh, work in, uh, in the field of education uh, some four years ago, uh, perhaps, when uh, we were reinstituting the, uh, the Community Advisory Committee for the school district in Sacramento, which is a, a mandated, um, you know, by statute, a body of parents and, and administrators um, that are supposed to provide feedback on the special education local area plan. And uh, her daughter is visually impaired, and she was a senior this year, and she uh, graduated successfully. And um, she uh, actually led the board for, uh, for a few years 
And I was always impressed by her, you know, not only her passion, but her steadfast support and efforts to improve, you know, the academic life of students in Sacramento, not just the academic, but the social emotional learning across the number of uh, different, uh, you know, needs that our students have. So not just the regular, uh, uh, that's a misnomer, but the more common, you know, issues like uh, autism, uh, speech therapy of every kind, um, and uh, the visually impaired and the deaf community, but disabilities across all, the whole gamut. And um, forgive me for, in the beginning, her current position was repeated, repeated twice, but basically she's content specialist for early childhood development disability service systems. Um, and during that time, she also served four years as a member of the Self-Determination Advisory Committee for Alta, Alta Regional Center in Sacramento. Um, so, I mean, she, this is a woman that has been devoting her entire professional and social career, uh, if you will, to, to help others. And the, much like the other nominee, you know, she came from the East Coast and really made Sacramento her home. And we're honored to have someone like her to, uh, you know, uh, improve our community, make, make our community better. So I'm really pleased to nominate her for the Tim Haley Awards and I'm um, honored. Thank you. Thank you. Before we open the floor for discussion and action, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for this item. Thank you. Um, commissioners, you have nominated a great um, batch of folks to receive the second annual Tim Haley Award. Uh, Commissioner Kennedy, did you have anything that you wanted to add to um, this conversation? Well, just that I uh, appreciate all the support. You know, this is the second time we are sharing this award, you know, really well last year. I'm looking forward to our January meeting. Once again, honoring this very important, our very important uh, neighbors, residents of our city, go above beyond to help those with disabilities. And also, you know, to reflect on, reflect on the late, late Tim Haley and his service to our city and continue to not only honor those who we've nominated, but also you know, keep in the back of our mind to reflect on you know, the service that Tim did and hopefully that this award continues to honor him. Thank you. Does any other commissioner have additional comments in regards to these nominees? Seeing none, I want to uh, thank Commissioner Kennedy for um, inspiring this award uh, program being implemented for the second year by the DAC and reminding us um, that it is uh, named in honor of former Commissioner Tim Haley, whom we lost early in the pandemic. Um, with that being said, I will entertain a motion in a second to accept these nominees. The, um, the one thing I would ask is that uh, as we move forward with this um, program, that perhaps we could calendar 
awarding this recognition at our meeting in March, which is at this point set to be our first meeting in person. Okay. Uh, Chairwoman, I'd like to uh, make a motion to accept all the nominations. I just had a point of clarification really quick. Brandy, so you want to do it when we're back in person in March? Is that what you're saying? I'm suggesting yes. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I have, a, I have a motion to approve the nominees. Do I hear a second? Mayor Williams, second. So a motion by Commissioner Santana and a second by Commissioner Williams to approve the list of nominees presented with the addition of Kenya Martinez, which is not on the presentation here. Madam Clerk, can you please take the roll vote? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Kennedy? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Crowley? I can come back to Commissioner Crowley. Commissioner Hernandez-Santana? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Neal? is currently absent. Commissioner Williams? I'm sorry, Commissioner Williams? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. Chair Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Thank you. And I'm going back to Commissioner Crowley? Aye. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. Um, moving on, I think we don't have an update on the uh, Tim Haley Recognition Award, do we? Commissioner Kennedy at this point? No, okay. I think we're good for a year. Okay. Uh, the next item on the agenda is the Public Meeting Accessibility Ad Hoc Committee update. Uh, Mr. Uh, Vice Chair McMillan and I will be meeting with the city clerk next week to get an update on the ADA um, complaint submitted to the city. Um, and that's the only update we have it on that at this time. The next item is commissioner comments, ideas, and questions. Um, this is an opportunity for you to share reports from your community, uh, anything that you'd like to comment in addition to what was discussed tonight and or requests be added to the uh, follow-up log. Uh, commissioner Kennedy. Thank you. I wanted to commend uh, chair, our chair for going out of our way to make sure that the vacancies on our board, on our commission, excuse me, our commission are filled in the form of reaching out to the city and asking them to advertise it, to publicize it, not only in their newsletter, but I also think I saw it via their social media, social media as well. So thank you so much, Chair, for Madam Chair, for making sure, you know, that we're going to hopefully be at capacity soon. Appreciate it. Commissioner Williams. Um, I just wanted, I have two questions. I wanted to confirm that we're not gonna do the presentations until March. Are we setting that in stone or? No, it was just a suggestion. I, I personally like the suggestion. It's in person. I think it'll be a good moment. Um, I just don't know how, how we're gonna confirm it or how soon, because I don't want to send invites for a virtual meeting, you know, for this presentation or I just want to know how to move forward. Okay. Um, and my second question is um, Access Leisure has now, if you guys haven't heard, teen program is back. 
um, and this program was um, stopped in about 2004-2005. It was pretty much how I started um, Access Leisure 22 years ago. Um, and I'm one of the alums that is taking part in this project. Um, I hopefully will be sending out a flyer soon so we can share um, because I just found out today that we are expanding days um, starting in 2023. So currently we're only functioning at one day a week, um, but it seems like, you know, that need is definitely there and parents are coming in. So um, really enjoying it and definitely going to be sharing the good news and I'm glad it's expanding. Thank you, Commissioner. Any other commissioners with questions or comments at this time? Commissioner Crowley, you mentioned that you had some comments. I will go forward with mine. Um, you can raise your hand or chime in if you're available. Oh, there you are. Go ahead, Commissioner Crowley. Thank you, everyone. Yes, my follow-up comment for the presentation today is that I was on the age-friendly, the, the city's age-friendly community uh, meetings that happen and it's nice to see that the communities that are affected by Fruit Ridge, Florin, uh, not just the land park and pocket area, but the small gap between um, South Brentwood and uh, Mack Road, like that, I'm not good with the geography, but it was good to see that Florin Road's uh, plan is really identifying a part of the city that's near the executive air airport that the community here feels very um, underrepresented in the city project. So it was nice to see that project be expressed and planned for. Uh, and I agree with how, um, as a DAC, knowing what how 311 has evolved and is now streamlining uh, information so that it's easily to be it's easier to be tracked than uh, previously it's going to help the dialogue as was mentioned already during the meeting. So I just wanted to applaud everyone for that comment, but really to have that bird's eye view of saying that the, the system and the uh, way in which projects are designed, there's so much to be involved. And it's nice to see that those who have been feeling underrepresented and who come from a lower socioeconomic background can have that sort of revitalization in their communities and not just those that are publicized in the news, but are really just a, you know, the hardworking people, and many of which are generational city employees. So I just wanted to share that in terms of feedback. And then um, there is some information I wanted to share in the community. Uh, Mina Kalayaman, who is a uh, recipient of the Tim Haley Award, We Embrace has now embarked, uh, We Embrace was the nonprofit that she started, and we acknowledged her last year for the Tim Haley Award. I just wanted to share that um, in keeping in touch with that organization and her good work, that they are starting um, to use WhatsApp in order to extend a broader reach in the Sacramento community for uh, support groups. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I would be able to include We Embrace as part of the follow-up log, if it's appropriate there, or uh, if I can be just guided into if it's okay to reach out to her uh, in terms of whether it's January or, or March or whatever, but just to see what the, what the good works are that have followed up with 
since we last heard from her. And it is uh, a community, you know, open to the community. So um, it's information to share that, that weembrace.org is a recipient, the founder is a recipient of our Tim Haley Award. And then they've expanded their services to include support groups through WhatsApp. And that's all I have to report. Thank you. Any other commissioners with reports? Uh, okay. So seeing none, I will um, I will speak with Madam Clerk after this meeting about uh, if there's any issues with um, having the Tim Haley Awards on the agenda for March, um, and then we will follow up either uh, through. Uh, the clerk's office or commission staff to give you an update on that. Um, the language access um, plan uh, or policy, which has been on our follow-up blog for a few months, requesting a presentation or report on that, went to the city council's budget and audit committee yesterday um, the contact staff is Jorge in the city auditor's office. There is a line item for $99,000, um, up to $99,000 to be spent on American Sign Language um, interpretation for meetings um, and events. And um, I think it is appropriate for this um, policy to come to the DAC, so I would like to see it on the agenda before it goes to council. Um, and that is the contact. I can forward the report to staff so you know the phone number and email address of that individual. Um, did anybody have an opportunity to make comments on that at the budget committee or submit any comment? It doesn't look like it. Okay. Um, uh, Commissioner Kennedy already shared with you that our open positions um, was promoted by the city um, blog, and um, I'm happy to hear also on social media. So um, that is good news. We did have um, earlier this year, we had five openings and four um, applicants, and the chair of the PPNE. Um, made a comment that, um, you know, we would like to have more applicants. And now that we have um, three open positions with the departure of Commissioner Santana, um, that's ever more important. Um, if you look at the history of the commission, we have had a, a rolling opening of two seats since uh, June 2020. Um, we had a couple of folks appointed and move out of the area fairly quickly, and most recently, uh, the resignation of Commissioner Fink last month. So um, if you don't already do it, please share uh, with mm -hmm. your networks what we do and information on how to apply to join the DAC. And then my final share is um, we... Um, I worked with the Sacramento Police Department's mental health unit, which has presented to us, and the Fly Bray Foundation, also a recipient of the Tim Haley Award, on the second annual Cops and Coffee event this past weekend. It was, despite the rain, very well attended and continues to be a success. And um, we uh, hope to continue to have that event moving forward. 
So with that, um, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on matters not on the agenda? Thank you, Chair. I do not see any hands raised for matters not on the agenda. Okay. Thank you. Um, this concludes today's agenda. Oh, Chair, Vice Chair McMillan. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add one thing. Sure. Uh, Al, if this is your last meeting, uh -huh. uh, thank you. Okay. It's been nice knowing you. I, I hope you can show up as a member of the public for the March presentation for your nominee. So Absolutely. I intend to. I would love to be there. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, a, a shout out. Make sure I, I get email. Well, I'll be checking the agenda, but um, if I could also get the inside scoop, that is a go. That would be helpful. <laughs> we'll make sure to include you on the update on, the, on that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And my apologies. Thank you, uh, Vice Chair McMillan, for making sure that we acknowledge Mr. Santana, who has served uh, beyond his original term by several months um, due to those openings that we I just referenced. So um, it's been a pleasure having you on the commission with us and, um, you know, hope to see you at future meetings. Likewise, likewise. Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you. Know. Okay, with that, um, today's agenda is concluded and thank you everyone for your participation happy holidays the meeting is now adjourned <laughs>